Hey, welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada. I hope you all are doing great and that you find yourself in good spirits. If not, let's dig deep and get in the right frame of mind. Welcome to today's episode about communicating effectively can transform you. So when it comes to communicating with others and with ourselves, it's crucial that we do so in a manner that's clear of what we want to convey. Those things that we have in our mind make so much sense, but when it comes to actually speaking it out, there's many things that are assumed or left out that can prove crucial to what we're trying to communicate. So communicating effectively can prove the difference in how we experience things because it involves the ability to listen attentively and and send out that right information. The better each is done, the better our experiences will be. Improving the way we communicate further builds that confidence that we have. It is the pathway for how we express how we feel, the things that we're going through, the ideas we want to convey to ourselves, to others, or just instructions on how to do things in general. It is a way to understand and and build that trust. The better that we can communicate, the better we can understand what's going on, that that further strengthens that trust. At times, we can become frustrated with others when the message is not being received well. And sometimes this comes from how we have it in our head does not actually play out that same way. But this frustration that we experience really comes down to our own selves because we haven't been able to express what exactly we want. And sometimes we don't know ourselves what that exactly is. Where that abstract thing or idea that you're envisioning is not coming together, which can be maddening at times because you have this urge to just want to express it. So the next time you find yourself in a situation where frustration is being directed at others because of the lack of understanding from what you want, just stop and look. See how you can better communicate what you want. If we really reflect on how we're communicating, we'll find that there's many gaps and loose ends that does not clearly identify what needs to be done. I could say something as simple as, I need you to be more supportive of me. Well, that can mean so many different things to the person I'm telling that to. But if I clearly identify what it means to be supportive, then I set the expectation of what that is. So I could reframe this as, I need you to be more supportive of me when things go wrong to help me find a solution instead of bashing me for the situation I find myself in. When I don't have your support, I become defensive against you, but when I do have your support, I become more relaxed and willing to figure out a way out to what I'm facing. If left to assumptions, that person who I say I need support from could take it as maybe saying nothing is helpful when things go wrong, or they could think that that bashing I'm receiving is actually helping me learn a lesson Maybe they're trying to reiterate a certain point. And we have to realize that everybody has their own unique perspective. And where they're coming from is different from where you are. So we're not going to see things in the same way. 
how you interpret things on an individual basis is going to be different than the next person. So we have to be aware of that and find how to communicate effectively. We all communicate with ourselves and with each other's constantly with the words that we use, the behaviors that we display, and those actions that we take. There are many times where we think that the behaviors and the actions that we take are enough for others to understand where we're coming from. But really, it's not enough. Others might pick up to understand that you're in a happy mood by that smile that you show. So you come off as more approachable. Or it could be that you're having a lousy day because of that sour face that you have on. So you're less willing to want to talk to other people. And others are going to want to stay away from you. But what if that lousy day, maybe you don't want to be left alone and you need somebody to talk to. Others are not going to understand that because they're going to interpret it as this person needs their space to process what they're going through. When we can clearly communicate with the words we say of what we're going through or what we need or want, we ensure that we're better understood. If you take the example of placing your order at a sit-down restaurant and maybe you order a steak, the waitress or waiter is probably going to ask you, how would you like your steak done? Rare, medium, or well done? They want to ensure that food is to your liking. If you don't tell them exactly how you want it, but then you're not satisfied with the meal or possibly the server or the kitchen staff, you tend to become frustrated, most likely leading to a bad impression of the restaurant. Have you happened to find yourself in that type of situation? I know I have where I felt silly because I didn't even know myself what exactly I wanted. So how can I become mad at everybody else when I wasn't clear? When this does happen, it is in our nature to put that anger somewhere that is not at our own selves. We have to remind ourselves to recognize when we were not clear and say that was on me. Taking on the responsibility of where you lacked in communication helps you realize how to be better the next time. If you deny it, then you'll continue to be in the same situation as before. So let's start to look at how we can become better communicators to help us have better experiences. One of the first things is we got to know exactly how to express ourselves with our words. Sometimes we find ourselves in the situation where we're providing too little information that doesn't give us enough to act on or it's too much information where we become bogged down with so much to process and then we lose sight of what exactly we need to do. This could be where I say, I'm hungry and I want something to eat. Okay, that's great. There's so many options to choose from and others or you might not be sure where to go. Or the opposite and where you're given too much information is you say, I'm hungry and I want a Swiss cheeseburger that makes me full but not too full. And I want the meat from a New York steak strip that's run through the meat grinder, grilled on a charcoal, not gas grill, because that charcoal gives it a unique flavor that reminds me of my childhood when my parents used to have cookouts. And I want it to be the best burger I ever had. So while it's good to have details of what you want, there was too much information in there that was totally unnecessary. 
the right medium to say would be, I want a Swiss cheeseburger made from a New York steak cut, run through the meat grinder that weighs half a pound and cooked on a charcoal grill. This gives enough information without being distracted by the things that are not relevant. So it's trying to find that right balance of just enough information to run with is going to be key. A couple of things to ask yourself when you're trying to figure out what exactly you need to provide is find out what information is crucial to what I want to convey and what information is just totally unnecessary. This helps to speed up things, getting to the point right into it without all the distracting storylines. This is important so the topic at hand is not veering off into all these different tangents that makes you lose focus of what you're really trying to say. If that happens, then there comes those moments of saying or thinking, where was I going with this? Where you lose your train of thought and it becomes so much more difficult to get back to where you needed to be. Now, this is good for just fun storytelling, but when it comes to actionable information that needs to be communicated, clear and straight to the point is what's effective. This signals to the person, which could be just yourself or somebody you're speaking to, that the words you say carry a lot more meaning than a bunch of words that don't say very much. I'm sure we've all experienced the situation where Somebody is talking and they're kind of just repeating themselves over and over again. And at the end of it, you realize, okay, so what did I get out of this? I'm not sure what was clearly communicated. So we want to avoid that and be just very careful with our words. When you can identify those things that do not contribute to what you're trying to describe, you can better focus your energy on what you want to communicate. This is especially true if you're speaking to someone who doesn't see the day-to-day things that you do where you're coming from a different viewpoint than they are. If you look at similar groups like kids speaking to kids or adults speaking to other adults, they have a better chance of communicating effectively with each other because they're coming from a similar viewpoint. But if we go a little bit further and say an architect is communicating with a neurobiologist about the projects that they're each working on. There's probably going to be some lack of understanding between the two because of the different viewpoints that they see things from. Where if there's miscommunication, the assumption on both ends would be something like, well, architects make no sense, or neurobiologists are full of themselves. It could be that they're just speaking in different languages that make sense to them, Yeah, they might be speaking English, but their technical terms are coming from kind of different worlds. So we got to see it from their perspective. How are they going to receive it? Another component that affects communication is how you deliver the message, which can be just as important as the message itself. So if the message that you're communicating is clear and transparent, It can be off-putting if it's delivered in a certain way. And the more conviction that we have, there does tend to be a little bit more direct and resoluteness to how we say our words. This might come off as abrasive and aloof where others may not be as receptive to what was said. They might not get 
the message itself, but the context of the message. It could trigger that defensiveness where they're more likely to see you in a threatful manner, even though you may not see it that way. Maybe this approach works if you want to be taken seriously, which is understandable. We want to be listened to, and sometimes taking that strong, dominant stance might work. But it could also have the opposite effect, where it pushes people away from you, especially if you're communicating with somebody that's already taking you seriously. This can come off as a little bit maybe over the top or unnecessary, where you could come off as yelling the things that you're trying to say, but the message can get lost. They might be taken back by just what they see as sheer anger that you might be displaying. And if you do this enough times, eventually people are going to tune you out because of it. They're going to see it as, well, everything's a fire drill to this person. And it's going to damage the credibility you have because it gives the impression of an inability to properly assess the situation, making it feel just really over the top, making things bigger than what they actually are. So something as simple as cutting your hand can be overblown or might be seen as life-threatening and you could be panicking and cause others to panic. Or it could be quite the opposite where if what you're saying comes off as very timid and shy, it can signal a bit of not sure about yourself, of what you want, where others feel that it's coming from a place that's lacking confidence, which makes them less confident or or confused. Maybe you're aware of wanting to avoid coming off as abrasive and dominant to not get people to bend to what you want them to, and instead you want to come off as approachable. So taking that non-threatening route might seem like a good way to communicate. This could be a situation where urgency is needed, such as leading a team during turbulent times, and what's needed is a reassuring message that inspires confidence that it will be overcome. A calm, reassuring tone would work great as it shows composure that signals we can handle this well. So how the message is delivered is also a delicate balance of finding that that right medium in between where it's not coming off, so demanding, treating everything like an emergency, but not so in a way where it does not inspire a compelling tone to what is being said. If you ever listen to a comedian, a large part of what makes them funny is not just the jokes themselves, but the delivery in them. Sometimes they go ahead and build up that tone and what they say and then emphasize those funny points through their energy in, in that tone that they use or the way they draw the attention of the crowd with their voice inflection. These subtle things can make a big difference in how the message is received. So when you can judge when you need to be a little bit more urgent in a situation that really needs it, you might want to consider delivering that message with a bit more base to it. But if it's something that's a little bit more laid back, then that nice, soothing tone ultimately is carried out that signals to people what you want to convey. Look to see where you can improve in this area because this largely goes unnoticed. And yes, our personality is going to influence how we say things, but we got to be conscious of knowing when the message needs to be ratcheted up a little bit more with emphasis 
and when it needs to be dialed back so you can maintain that credibility. Sometimes just saying what you want is not enough to properly communicate what it is you need. It might take a display of actions showing how you want things done for it to be properly received. If we talk about certain things like leadership, it's more than just catchy slogans and phrases that are placed on walls or just talked about. These types of things must be displayed in our everyday lives because if we want great leaders, we need to be them ourselves and display those characteristics. Would you want your leader cutting corners, taking the easy way out? If no, you got to make sure you're doing the same thing as well. So those things like wanting your leaders or the people in general to be accountable, you need to be accountable yourself too. So when you mess up or, or make mistakes, own up to them and say, yeah, that was on me. I did not execute and I need to be better. And when you can show this and live this to the people all around you, you are effectively communicating beyond just your words. You're communicating with your behaviors and your actions. You're showing that you're living it. Sometimes it's not enough of the words that were said. If you want others to produce great results, you got to show them how to do that by putting in the necessary work and beyond to signal what it takes. It's easy to say, oh, you got to work hard and meet those great expectations. But the better thing to do is actually show them the way. So those words that you say, you got to show it in how you carry yourself. Because how can we expect others to know what we want if we're not doing it ourselves? People emulate the things that they see more than just the words that are said. Make sure your words and your actions are aligned to drive home that point. Another component of communicating is how well we can listen. The ability to take the information that someone else is telling us is very important so that we can better come to understand them. Without the ability to listen to the person on the other end who's communicating with you, they're not going to trust you as much. And when that trust is not there, there's a tendency to pull back on how willing they are. But when we can truly listen effectively and try to understand where they're coming from, you give yourself a better chance of comprehending the message. Because we're not seeing things from their perspective, it takes a little bit more time to wrap our minds around how they're viewing things. And in the process of what we come to find out when we truly take the time to listen is that we come out better for it because it gives us a chance to take information that we may have not yet been exposed to. This gives us the ability to be more understanding and better equipped to think things through instead of just responding to make ourselves feel good. We all want to be understood, but we first have to be willing to listen to others so they can do the same for us. This lays a foundation for being willing to delay reactions. We're just there to provide support. You know, one thing that we got to remember when it comes to listening is that there's a difference between hearing and listening where hearing is involuntary and listening is voluntary. So hearing is passively taken in sounds and is prone to taking in what you want. And this is helpful when if you're doing something in the house and you're concentrated at the task at hand, you might hear the dog barking, which could signal to you that someone is approaching and you can get ready to see if it's someone that's welcomed 
or a potential stranger up to no good. Hearing helps us be aware of our surroundings while still being able to do other things. Listening is an active and intentional process that involves making sense of the words and the sounds that you hear and helps develop curiosity for other people's experiences that increases connection. Part of listening is your physical form where your eyes and your body are positioned at the person who is speaking as this signals that your attention is on them. When this is aligned, you have a better chance of understanding what is going on and you physically show your genuine support for that person. That can strengthen relationships you have that leads to better overall experiences. The lack of listening creates tension and makes it difficult to resolve conflicts. It can make others feel devalued where they're not being taken seriously. This might sound a bit silly, but it's not a given that we know how to listen well. We have to teach ourselves how to properly do it. It might seem like a very natural thing to be a good listener, but sometimes we listen or we think we're listening and only hearing as we're trying to come up with a response to what the person is saying to us. There are times where we might have so many distractions that are occupying our attention. We got to find ways to help overcome that by minimizing them and just be 100% locked into listening. Or we might just not be interested in what's being talked about. If that's the case, then maybe it's a good idea to check your values and see how they align. If not, then consider what type of connection and relationship are important to you and what kind of communication you want to have. Now, not every time we listen is going to compel us to be fully interested and engaged, but at least make the effort, especially for those people that you truly care about. They too will find things you talk about uninteresting, but they're willing to listen because they care about you. Repay them in that same manner. Some ways that we can help improve our listening skills is by instead of trying to think of a response, just let things sink in. And when you do respond, maybe have it delayed. Give that person the chance to continue their story without the need to interrupt them. Let go of judgments and assumptions as this helps to take in new information, especially if it's things you disagree with. If there's a pause in between, Maybe that's a great time to ask a question to keep you engaged and better understand what they're communicating. Be careful not to offer unsolicited advice as often people just need the opportunity to speak their mind instead of being bombarded with opinions and other ideas. While you don't want to be just a yes person to them, you want to offer things of value and sometimes we can be valuable by just being the person that takes the time to listen to further express themselves meaningfully instead of trying to appease our ego. And maybe you only offer advice or your opinion when it's asked for, as this shows a level of respect and humility that they'll come to value you even more. One of the biggest things that gets in the way of communicating effectively is our emotions as they trigger reaction. Emotions are not a bad thing, but we have to be able to properly manage them so they don't lead how we want to respond. Think about when you're just furious about whatever just happened. It can be really difficult to express yourself in the way you want. Sometimes you just want to 
hit something or kick something. And this can help blow off some steam, but it's really not going to solve the issue that you're facing. If you think about a situation where maybe your car is stolen and and one of the routes to take to help resolve this is to file a police report. Naturally, when you're meeting with the police, you're just going to be so livid about what just happened. And they're going to take down a statement of the description of the vehicle, when it happened, where it happened. And the better that you can manage yourself to describe the situation, the more details that they have that might give them a better chance of finding the car. But if you let that anger just take over, the police are going to have a hard time getting the proper information to help you find that car. In the end, effectively communicating requires focus, a great amount of energy to express yourself properly, but also a great amount of energy to listen properly. When we can clearly identify those things that we want to say and those things that we need to pay attention to when others are communicating We ensure that there's a better understanding between those involved. Each one of our viewpoints makes it difficult to get within reach of each other. So when we can properly convey what we're thinking, we close those gaps to get better aligned. The more concise and in rhythm we can be with our words, behaviors, and actions, the better we can communicate. We become more transparent that signals trust and approachability That's going to enhance our lives. It can truly transform who we are because we break free from the frustrations that hold us back. The words and physical cues are the drivers of what we want. Use them effectively to enhance your life. Well, it's that time again. I really hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in more topics like this, become a Thriving Minds member at www.thrivingminds.live. I hope you all make a great day, not just have a great day. All right, until next time.